Welcome to We Are Venomaniacs, your source for Venom news, reviews, and point of views. I'm joined by my co-hosts, Aaron. Hello, how's it going, guys? And Carlos. Yo again, what's up? And I'm Tyler, and uh, we're boys, the summer of symbiotes has begun. So, Let's go. Yeah, we got a we got a we got some new series to talk about, some guest stars. And then we got a and we also we also got, you know, the, some big revelations of Venom and then as well as the free comic book day issue. So, uh should we just jump right into it, boys? Oh yeah, the, the summer is here. We're in our tendril uh thongs and we're ready to go like we're all <laughs> well here, I, i'm not know, wearing a thong ready to no, go i i won't jump. well you can imagine what you want to <laughs> but <laughs> yes the summer is here and we have a lot of symbiote crap happening but that seems to happen every summer at this point so but you <laughs> exactly. know exactly yeah you, you know i i i love it anyway my wallet never never gets a break but you know that, that's all good um yeah so yeah yeah, so I uh, we'll start off with the Venom, the main Venom series, Venom at number eighteen. Uh, and we have some big revelations in this issue. So, uh, yeah, written by yep. Al Ewing and artist, new artist Kafu has done the last issue in this one. So yeah, uh, Eddie, Eddie wakes up is, in the below place, I believe they called it, the sunken place or something. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. and yeah. so. Uh, being greeted by a, a floating venom hand that may or may not have his hand patch. I don't know. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, they only show the other side. Or, but uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah. So Eddie doesn't know what's happening. We'll have this hand is talking to him, and all he knows is that uh, this. I guess it's sort of like a genie, and it's like he can only answer like five questions, one for each finger. And uh, like monkey paw, sort of, not you know. Yeah. Yeah, not really. Yeah. Yeah. And he kind of already goes like, oh, well, you already know the answer what I'm going to say. So you know deep down or whatever. So he kind of figured. It's fun, but it's more cryptic nonsense for a lot of people. Yeah. So because I guess the weird part is (sighs) that Ewing sort of brings in some of his uh, some big cosmic concepts here. And so Mm -hmm. because basically the whole issue is essentially exposition. Nothing happens. Just Eddie talking to this hand for the entire issue. Other than you get to see, yes. you get to see one page of Dylan fighting Gold Goblin, and that's that's going to be the next issue. Amazing, like by our new artist. It's, uh, it's going to probably happen next issue. Kafu, yeah, yeah. Ka- Ka- the yeah. art for Venom looks incredible. I like. I'm so yes. excited for Kafu being the artist now. <laughs> but uh, yep, yep. But yeah. So then Eddie sort of goes over his past and like. So how did I get here? What was happening? You know, I just ju- I just became the new King in Black. And I, I thought I was, like, giving all the symbiotes free will, but maybe I wasn't. And, like, maybe that's how I turn into Meridius, because this is a subconscious, like, this is a logical end to the path I was taking. And then Ewing brings in, okay, so there's two types of philosophies of magic. There's black, there's mm-hmm. light magicians and black magicians. And this, like, like there's light magicians, which is like Doctor Strange, and the dark magicians are more selfish, and but they're more grimy, and, and you know, and then, but that's also, uh, they also talk about how that's the same thing with cosmic abstracts, where there's right. the ivory kings, which are the beyonders, and the, that the guy. kings in white. And so, of course, the opposite of that is the kings in black. And so, essentially, 
Kings and Black apparently are like a fundamental part of the universe, and they're especially do the dirty work that needs to be done. They're very vague about what needs to be done, yeah. and so we're sort of we, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're we don't sort- know what the work is, but it is pretty cool how we tie it back into the Beyonder because you know, like back in you know Secret Wars number nine, we found out that the Beyonder had the symbiote, so it's kind of all tying together here. You know, kind of cool. Yeah, but uh. And yeah, so he talks about how Eddie as the King in Black has to do the work. And like I said, they don't explain what that is. But I think we're just sort of left to assume it's to like maintain the universe, right? So Which I, I don't know how why we need a like a an opposite side of of the coin to do that. And I, I was just yeah. going to say real quick is that so in this issue we also get a slight. I don't know. If, I don't know if you guys would agree, but is it? Do you guys think that this is a slight recon to Null's origin? Because we find out that he didn't want to be the King in Black. And that's why we got a little explanation why he was causing all this chaos. He just wanted to cover everything in void I mean, darkness. At, 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 at some point, it like is sort of weird how we're supposed to believe that Null created the symbiotes. But then where did this King in Black mantle before that even come from yeah, um, but, yeah, I mean, yeah that's because, what i was saying yeah, too. Again, I, yeah, I was yeah. a little confused there because in the explanation you know they talk about so apparently null was put in the same position as eddie is right now and he was saying mm-hmm. yeah this is just your job you have to do this and he's like i'm not the right guy there should be someone else and he's like null said the same thing null said the same thing and so apparently uh but the part that confuses me is that when the, they talk about the Celestials to find Null, they they weren't attacking him. It says they were coming to recruit him. And, right. But how yeah. were they recruiting him when he was essentially already doing the job that he just rejected it? Like, because they explained that. I, I, what I think yeah. the, what I think they're like implying is, is that Null was just chilling, vibing in space. And then they show up, say, hey man, like we're going to give you a job. But then Null Null didn't understand what they were telling him, or he didn't want to do it, so that's why he fought back. And you he know that's all black like sword and killed now. them, yeah. right? So that, but again, this is probably just more stuff that's going to be explained later. So, but yeah, uh, it's it 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 raises again, just like every single issue that we've had for the last one one or two years, it raises more questions than it does answers. And then also too, they also said. Oh, originally Spider-Man Peter was going to be the uh, the next one in line as the King of Black, and then he, and then the hand says, "Oh no, well life happened," and I'm like, "Well, what exactly <laughs> yeah, but, happened that didn't want it? You know that? I mean, that's saved cool, though, You know, uh. you know, like <laughs> Spider-Man like was meant to be this person, but you know, life happens and you're here, so you have to do it. So, yeah. I think that's cool. Yeah, yeah. You and know? See, and I I didn't he interpreted that as like because Eddie says like. With great power, it sh- this should have been Spidey. And the hand says, like, Spider-Man was born for this role. I don't know if that means, like, Spider-Man was supposed to be here or if, like, yeah, Spider-Man would have been perfect, but here we are. Yeah. So. But you're here, so you you yeah. got to do it. Yeah. And, and Null, Null didn't want to do it, and he said, F this. And then he decided, I'm just going to sleep in the void. And then the Celestials woke up, and he's like, this all sucks. I'm going to kill everything. So. Yeah. <laughs> so More uh, questions to be answered later. Yeah, I guess so. But yeah. Uh, yeah, and then um, we learn the, yeah. na- the the name of the hand. Apparently, it is Eddie. It is this is the eventuality. This is what Eddie is going to become, no matter what. So yep, 
just a flying, floating hand that we don't know exactly what he does yet. Yeah, so this is, I guess, no matter what, no matter what path, uh, it's always going to end up as the eventuality. And, like, yeah. like apparently, so this is where we learned Meridius's big plan, because Meridius was also realizing this. And Meridius's big plan, he's like, no, I reject this. And so just so he's like, I'm going to do whatever it takes to make sure that Eddie becomes me and not you. And so I'm not going to become right. you. So what? Yeah. So it sort of frames it like Meridius is kind of, kind of the good guy where he, he, he you know, like Noel, he doesn't want to do it. And he, he wants to forge his own path. But this hand is saying, saying no, you're going to wind up being here. So I, I guess it's supposed to make us understand why Meridius has been doing all this. But uh, I mean, again, I mean, there's just a lot to take in from this issue. And again, stuff has not been explained yet. Yeah. So it's it's very yeah. it's very weird, and then we learned that I guess as the King Black, Eddie just apparently has con- complete control over any flesh in the universe, in, and so any symbiote flesh, but apparently also his own flesh, which means his dead body, he's just going to be able to reform in the present somehow. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's sort of a that's sort of a cop out. Like it is, you know, 100%. to explain him, him him come back, but I'm fine with it. I mean, like as long as he is is filing back in the 616. So, you know, I'm fine with it. So, yeah, Eddie's going to go back to his present time and kick his own ass because he's got to beat Meridius still. Because even though you said Meridius is, quote-unquote, the good guy, he's still doing terrible things to make Eddie become him. So Exactly, yeah. But there was a pretty cool scene like where we saw all of the leading paths and we saw all of these different versions, I guess, of Eddie Venom, like where there's one where he's Venom Wolverine and one where he's like Venom Captain America. Yeah, yeah that's kind of cool. Little neat, neat stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, that also because that this issue also was opening up the whole the new extreme Venomverse stuff that's going on now. So which we'll get to. I mean, I, yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah. But, um, but yeah. overall. I'm very I have very mixed feelings about this issue and these revelations because I'm a guy who loves the cosmic abstract stuff and Ewing does that so well and introducing mm-hmm. these concepts of like the you know the flip side of the coin with the light and dark and blah 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 I, I think there's some really cool concepts here but at the same time I don't think Eddie should be anywhere near these concepts Eddie slash Venom this is not what I want out of a Venom book at all like yeah it's it's um yeah yeah well I mean, it's was kind of you know this was whole this whole thing was set in stone when kingdom blacks happened and at the end of that be, you know so donnie right. kind of planted the seeds and you know from there i mean yeah but yeah. i mean i i still just wanted you know eddie's space adventures not all this cosmic stuff um i would have much preferred dylan went down this route and we had eddie you know, back in the six one six doing all that stuff. Um, you know, but again, I mean I mean it is what it is and I'm I'm still enjoying it. I'm still buying it at every issue, so Yes. You know see there is you, there is my vote. You say that Donnie like planted the seeds, but I never really got that impression because yes, he took over his king of black, but as far as I understood that, that just means he could control symbiotes all over the universe. I don't know how yeah. we how we go from that to now he is this cosmic worker who has to keep the universe in line so i you know that that's that's the other thing too because i'm like i'm like well i don't i don't know it's i'm very 50 50 on the change of that you know because 
I, I didn't mind at first him being the king of black and him giving symbiotes free will, but then everything just went upside down from there. So yeah, and right, I, yeah. I, I, I'm assuming at the end of this, even though this thing, like I'm assuming at the very end of this run, even though this thing calls itself the eventuality, and Eddie's going to end up it no matter what. I think Eddie is going to break the cycle. He's not going to become the eventuality. He's not become Meridius. He's some going to somehow going to break it all. And just make his own. And just return just to being Eddie Brock. And just, you know, yeah. I mean, that's where everything leads. But, you know, that's just like the comics industry, which is, again, not a big deal. But, uh, But, you know, it's been fun. Like, the art is new, so that's good. Uh, But, oh, and we got a, uh, hey, you said, hey, maybe you'll be the next Null. And they made a variant cover out of that. So that tells you everything you need to know right there. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah, so uh, that was the Venom issue. And then uh, now let's jump over to Carnage number 12. So uh, we're back with Cletus. Cletus Cassie show is back. And uh, he's moving into the main city of New York instead of just the St. Estes orphanage. Mm-hmm. And uh, him and Kenneth are just chilling in a diner. And, uh, of course, Carnage starts being Carnage. And he starts r- killing people because that's what Cletus yeah, does. Yeah, and he's just... Chilling in there, like with his shirt off, just uh, eating and just talking nonsense. It's great. Yeah. Uh, this is a really good, like, Carnage issue. Um, I know, like, a lot of the Carnage fans have been asking and pleading and begging and XYZ for Cletus to come back. And again, this is this in Carnage Reign is the is the Cletus Cassie show, and it is pretty good. Um, I was not aware that a uh, Ram had left the book, and I was surprised by the amount of like. Uh, um, um, my character moments we got with with him and uh, and like what's his name? I'm um, like the other guy, Kenneth. Uh, Kenneth, yes. But I, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I, I, I like Carnage Reign so far. Yeah, we'll, we'll, um, we'll I'm, get I'm into the Carnage Reign issue, but well, right, right, yeah. But I'm, I'm just very curious how this is going to wind up with the other Carnage doing its own thing. Yeah, because they do get into that, into that a little bit. All we see from the, the Carnage symbiote and John Shade is that the Carnage symbiote is going through his memories and stuff about mm-hmm. how like they couldn't take down Kingpin because they have to go by the law, and Kingpin obviously has all his loopholes. And so he's sort of a, just like a, a cop who just sort of has to do the things by the book. And so the Carnage is sort of making, making fun of him for that. He's like, well, yeah, you could have done something, but you didn't. And so, uh, but yeah, and then we get some fun shenanigans in the diner of Cletus basically taunting this guy, like some of the survivors. Uh, and he's yeah. just joking about he wants to eat his egg, steak and eggs or whatever. Yeah. And then, uh, and then, yeah, and he's like chucking bodies outside the window as, and writing carnage rules on them. It's classic Cletus stuff, you know, and then being uh, over the top for no reason. Yeah. And then of course the issue ends with miles coming onto the scene, having to deal with it. And he's, he realizes he has to deal with this. So, yeah. Uh, was this the issue where the Carnage symbiote, you know, like the the actual one with like the detective guy, like makes that tiny little slip up where it says uh, something like, that's what I like about Cletus or like, that's what I like about me. And, like there was some like little sentence where it, it like kind of gave off the impression that the Carnage symbiote is still somewhat Cletus inside but there was like one sentence where like like a lot of the carnage fans were like oh 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 he said it he said it i wish i could find it but like 
there was one little line that was pretty cool. I thought, like you oh, guys, yeah. like know here, what I'm talking here, about. Here it says, uh, in his memories, he says, "I always like this one. He plays with his food just like Cle- just like me." Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, there you go. Yeah. There you go, Carnage fans. There, there I, I you go. I honestly don't know if I, I even noticed that. That's a good catch. It is. It's it's very it's very cool. Very cool. Yeah. So, uh, any, any thoughts on the issue, Carlos, or should we just jump into Carnage Reigns? Uh, yeah, pretty much whatever Aaron said. That was pretty much what I was gonna say. So, uh, yeah, no it worries. was yeah, it was a good issue. Yeah. I I feel like I feel like just like sort of the opinions we've had in the past for this series, I feel like it's a lot better when Cletus is in the book. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know, it takes it takes a while, so yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's worth it's, it. So yeah, it's it's funny how the Venom and the Carnage books get good when they focus on Eddie and Cletus, isn't that? <laughs> that's kind of weird. I don't know why that is. Huh? Weird. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, we'll just jump right into the essentially continuation of that Carnage Reigns Alpha. So uh, yeah, it picks picks up literally right where we left off with the uh, you know. Carnage chucking the bodies outside of the diner, and Miles is having some bad flashbacks to Absolute Carnage uh, yep. when he was taken over by the the Grendel and all that, infected with it. So, uh, yeah, uh, there is one line that sort of bothers me here, where he says, like, uh, he's like, oh yeah, my spider sense isn't going to be useful, but it should be because his spider sense. Not only is this not the Carnage symbiote, but the his spider sense. Yeah, it's it's Peter's spider sense who doesn't work with the symbiotes with the Earth. Symbiote. I mean, yeah, but I mean, I, I, I would assume you could just say, oh well, this is part of the Carnage symbiote that bonded with Miles during Absolute, so yeah. that's yeah. why. So, so there, but, there, there is no prize you know. stuff you can do there where it's like, okay, exactly. technically it did bond with him. Maybe you just learned to pass through it with that, but it, uh, you know, yeah. whatever. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, so yeah. Miles goes invisible and he sneaks into the diner and he doesn't realize, like, they're all saying it's a hostage situation, but Miles knows it's not just a hostage situation with Cletus. No. So, uh, no. But yeah, so Miles goes invisible, but he doesn't realize that Cletus has essentially covered the entire diner with symbiote. And so it's all part of him. And, uh, and yeah, as he's sneaking in, Carnage knows he's there already, despite being visible. And then uh, I guess meanwhile the cops are bringing someone uh, someone to help with the situation. And uh, but as Miles sneaks into the diner, everything seems fine. Uh, he meets Kenneth. Kenneth is eating uh, f- French toast, but it turns out that's not French toast. That's just part of the symbiote. And Carnage that's nasty. Bites into Miles' shoulder. <laughs> he just he just chops yeah. on him. Yeah, big wound. Yeah. But then uh. And then it turns out the guy they're coming to help with Carnage for the police is Scorpion. Apparently, it's sort of like a Thunderbolt situation. Uh, and yeah, uh, out of all people, why would you get Scorpion? Like, not like why not someone who has fire? Oh, oh, oh well, he was involved in Absolute Carnage, and somehow he survived that uh, spinal injury saying, from. And I'm like, I'm like, oh my god! I'm just saying, no, Scorpion. Sorry, Scorpion was 100 percent here because he's in the Miles book. He, like he was in the first arc yeah. of Miles and stuff. It was Scorpion and Rabble, so uh, they're bringing back. They're continuing to use Scorpion for Miles's book in the crossover. Yeah, which is fine. But honestly, 
I'm just tired of seeing Mac always tied in with like symbiote stuff. Thank you. Thank exactly. Same here. Hundred like, We can forget about Get it all out. That stuff. Get out. On one hand, I kind of <laughs> don't mind. In this context, I don't mind it. It's it's Mac sure, trying to get sure. revenge. It's not. He's not. I mean, if, to, he's not trying to be like, oh, I want to be Venom again. He's just saying, I effing hate this guy for what he did to me. So. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 That's fine. Yeah, so that um, and there's a lot yeah. of weird like body horror stuff too. Um, like at one point, uh, they're attacked by like multiple Cletuses like attached to symbiotes. It's very creepy looking stuff. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Carnage does a lot of fun stuff with the symbiote in this. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Like create creating a doppelganger person to trick Miles into helping him just before just yeah. screwing him over for fun. Very fun stuff, yeah. yeah so and, I mean, it's it's kind of clear that Cletus now he's more one with the symbiote than separate. So, yeah, right. This and is, again, this is know, the <clears throat> like this is the uh, extremiote Iron Man extremist uh, suit in it, and it's going to bite him in a few minutes here. Yeah, but uh, yeah. Then we also have uh, we see Miles' dad uh, is kind of worried about where he is, but he knows he's doing hero stuff. But yeah, then Car- uh, the police force come in. Carnage absolutely destroys him. Scorpion actually manages to hold him off a little. Uh, Somehow, yeah. Yeah, but then... Uh, but then... Oh, sorry to add in the middle of the page. But yeah, so Miles gets tricked by the by Carnage with the doppelganger. And then Scorpion comes up to help Miles. Because he, he's surprised they're working together. But he's like, you know, I hate this guy too. So, uh, But then obviously Carnage starts like... Carnage is about to really hurt them both, but then Miles uses Venom Blast, and that starts affecting the arc reactor inside the Extreme View. <laughs> and and so, what is Cletus This is what the hell is what an arc reactor? Re- and, re- and, <laughs> and then it explodes. Explodes. Yeah. Perfect. So that, that was a very. That was a pretty. It's only a flesh wound. <laughs> it's oh, only yeah. a flesh wound. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, that's to, yeah. to be continued. And then we get some short backup stories. One's just about Scorpion with this Thunderbolt task. For, or, I, 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 they specifically say it's not the Thunderbolts, but it sort of is. Where it's just like you, you it work, you is. work for the government, and you get sentenced off your time. It's Suicide Squad sort of deal, except they don't have yeah. a, they don't have a bomb yeah. in his head. It's just electrical shock. I thought it was a fun exactly. little story with Scorpion. And then uh, they also yeah. tease there's going to be more members of this team, and we see silhouettes of what looks like Electro and Taskmaster. So I'm down right. for that. Like yeah. I, I might pick up the Miles book after this if they continue being a thing for that. Like sounds good to I, me. And then and then we get one more backup. Who I I believe this story was by uh I think this was by David Papose, wasn't it? I I want to say it was. Yeah, but then uh, but yeah, so it's just a backup about about Miles. Like talking to his like, no, it was, it's Miles' dad finding Miles after absolute carnage, and Miles being so traumatized from being infected by the symbiote, and mm. you know yeah, yeah. having Cletus's thoughts in his head, and then uh, and yeah. But the th- here's the thing: so what, I don't think they made it clear. I think Cletus was, I guess, he was just around. He didn't want to take it. Like, we never got the answer. Like, why is he after Miles just for the fun of it, just to kill him, or was he actually after the rest of his codex? I, I think it was just for fun. I think it was just okay. Just, yeah. yeah, I mean, he was infecting a bunch of people, not just Miles. So it was just, oh, yeah. yeah, just obviously he's got a thing for spiders, so he's infecting him just because he can. But yeah, and then, yep. uh, but then obviously, de- uh, in the, and then in the present day, Miles' dad sees <clears throat> the explosion in the diner and gets really worried. And yeah. then, uh, 
we also get an, another flashback. Uh, we with D- Detective Jonathan Shade, and we see it's a classic Carnage thing where it's like a uh, uh, Carnage and Spider Man, and then it's just a, and then also the girl who's working with Scorpion. We just see a little flashback of them dealing with Carnage and the horror that sort of instance. Right. Um, you know, I'm curious because there is a lot of Miles's dad here. Do you think they're going to shoot for synergy with the Spider Verse movies and have Carnage kill him off? I don't know. That's a that's a good question because he's also dead in the game mm. too, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. So they need maximum synergy. Yeah, but I I, I really hope they don't I'm, because I, I'm calling I, it. Yep. Just because I feel like that makes Miles a little more unique that both of his parents are alive. Because they already oh, killed, yeah. they killed yep. his mom in the original Ultimate Universe, and then they they brought her back. And then she came back. Yep. After, so I I hope they. Well, don't. they also killed off Ultimate Peter and brought him back too. So you know. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I I hope they don't, but I I could see that happening. Now that you bring that up. Yeah. I I mean, like with, with like Spider Verse coming out soon, and maybe folks like picking up the book. I I, I think that's probably bound to happen. But, but no, I, I think. But we we shall see. Yeah, and I think this was a very good start to Carnage Reigns. I was very impressed. A lot of good character mm-hmm. beats here. So uh, I guess uh, just before we continue into some of the other books, let's jump into the past with uh, Venom Lethal Protector number or two oh, number two. So, uh, and it, it it seems like this uh, series has been very infamous, uh, mostly because of the uh, art. And and I'm forgetting the guy's name. Does anyone have that? Reed Karami, I believe. This this man is single handedly carrying this this book. Every time a new issue comes out, and I go on Twitter, I just see the the thickest posts about <laughs> Silver Sable. Oh, yeah, and Venom. Look, they are just caked up Look, in this entire series. This artist <laughs> is equal opportunity cake. Okay, this is great. Yep, <laughs> just some he knows. <laughs> he knows what he he's knows doing. The assignment. <laughs> he knows the assignment. <laughs> Uh, and I also don't even recall like what what the book is about because it's, it's just so <laughs> so distracted. <laughs> so distracted. It, it was the most of the issue was just them saving the helicarrier. So basically, yeah. To go over it, so Venom works for Silver Sable now because she's hired him, and wh- when she tells him how much he's paying or she's paying, he's like, "Oh yeah, I I can help put Pablo through school or whatever." <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, it's not for his own reasons, but he's. Yeah. Mean, you know, meanwhile, he's being unselfish. He's yeah, a good guy, yeah, of course. Of course. Uh, and, but meanwhile, yes. Pablo's being a little piece of garbage, and he's still stealing and shit. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, uh, uh, but yeah. So Nick Fury's saying, "Silver Sable, you're off the job. I'm not hiring you anymore." But then the helicarrier suddenly gets attacked. Venom and Silver Sable jump into action, and then meanwhile, we also get. Uh, he, I guess the writer Michelini brings in Cardiac, who's another '90s character who's doing yeah. stuff but uh yeah, yeah, and Ca- yeah. cardiac has this whole thing where he's fighting vulture and then mean in the meantime we get some very nice pages of silver sable and venom jumping to the action it's basically all action for them the helicarrier starts crashing and then they have to essentially stop it from crashing into the city and so it, it's a fun scene of venom like scaling the outside of the helicarrier so he can get the backup <laughs> generator it's a lot of fun yeah and they, yeah, they crash yeah. the ha- they manage to V- get control enough to crash the her- uh, helicarrier into Central Park. 
And then uh, as Cardiac is finding Vulture, we find out Vulture has been working for Doctor Doom. So Doom, dun 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 dun. dun. (laughs) Doom's first appearance in the in this series. So, so just and this book's just a lot of fun. It's just solid fun. Just like a lot of action. Yeah, a lot of good action scenes going on. And And, um, very good art. You know, the big like drawing point is like going to be seeing a. Venom fight like Doctor Doom because I don't think we've ever seen that, yeah. so that'll be fun to see. Yeah, yeah. For sure. So yeah. yeah, another solid, solid flashback book, just like the first one. Hmm. I would say keep these up, but I know they're going to keep doing it. So yeah, I mean, we're just getting. I think they just a Ghost Rider one starts next week. I think with uh, Danny and yeah. Kitch. So but yeah. Mm-hmm. Speaking of new series, uh, let's jump in a Cult of Carnage Misery. Misery, yeah. New symbiote. Okay, I, 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 I have some several book. questions, but we'll get to that later. Yeah. Okay, we, um, we'll get to that. This, later. <laughs> this like was the book that basically kind of like broke the camel's back, like for a lot of Spider-Man fans. Um, you know, because after this, everyone was like, "Why do we keep having to give Peter's side characters symbiotes and and spider powers?" But I think this book pretty much like justifies it because it, it's it's not all about that. That like there was a lot of Liz stuff in here too. Yeah, it, it so. really was diving deep into her character. Like it starts off with her essentially dealing with the loss of Harry, which I thought like yeah. we got to see some flashbacks of her and Harry when they were dating and then when they were married and sort of just and it, it, like this is the first book that's really dealt with Harry's being dead. Like no other book has really touched mm. on that. They mentioned oh yeah Harry died. But okay, this, this I, yeah I. I've been out of the loop. I mean, I remember seeing Harry, what was it, when Eddie and him met at the bar? What was it, during, it's like a couple of years he, back, and now he's dead again? Yeah. <laughs> he he became kindred, well, no, and they, no, no. they oh, ripped on oh, past, blah, 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 blah. Look, this is the whole thing, but basically, <laughs> yeah. the, the, the Harry who's been alive since Brand New Day is actually a clone. And then, uh, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. And so, but essentially anyway, that Harry died. It was Harry Lyman is what he was named and he died. And so that was still technically, I mean, that was still Liz still considered him her husband. And so, yeah. So, yeah. And so this is her just dealing with the grief and she's going through old stuff. Apparently, apparently Harry had a secret phone that he didn't tell her about and she finds his secret goblin room. And of course, being the C- oh no. CEO of that secret goblin room, yeah, you know every Osborne has a secret goblin room, okay? <laughs> so, of course, of course. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, so she gets Alchemex and the guardsmen to take all the goblin stuff out. She's like, she wants wants it out of her house because her kids are here. Obviously, we see a mysterious yeah. figure watching in the distance, and we're not sure who that is, but uh, I guess we'll have hmm. to find out eventually. But yeah, and then like they drop the goblin bomb, and then the little Stan- baby Stanley picks it up. She has to carefully get it back from him, and uh, she tells Normie's like, "Normie, you can't be doing this." And so obviously they're both dealing with the grief. But then uh, we switch over to Alchemax, yeah. and we see Alchemax is where's what's the doctor's name from the Costas book? Oh my God, I-, I keep forgetting, and I hate that I do. Um, Steve, Steve, Doctor Steve, Steve, Stephen, Doctor, something, Steve. yeah. Yeah, Steve. I want to say it's Steve, but, but yeah, right. like I like right this me. guy. Yes, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, we see a return of him, and they're still all working on symbiotes. And then I guess they're they're trying to. Essentially... That's where I'm going to stop you right okay. there. Okay. So we see the symbiotes, and who do we see on the? I believe on the right side, we see Scream, 
And what toxin. is going on? There's Scream, Toxin, Phage, yeah. and Lasher. We see on top of the Carnage one. And how, yeah. oh my god! See, okay. this is what I don't understand. Okay, so Scream, re, well, essentially got reformatted into Silence. So what happened? Did Annie lose the symbiote? And what about um? Yeah. Fuck, I forgot his name. Toxin, his host, the Brent, newest host, Brent, Brent, Brent Waters. Brent. Yeah, how did he lose it? Like expl- explanation. Hello. Yeah, well, it, it from, is a little. What, it is a little weird. Uh, but yeah. go ahead, Aaron. From what Devin made it sound like is that Alchemex had samples for a while. I mean, look. Every time there's a symbiote story, we we always find out some shady oh. people have a sample of something. So I, I don't think it's beyond to. Well, I mean, I, I think it's reasonable <clears throat> to assume that they just have samples. I yeah. I would have rather them not like have their like symbiote faces forming because that m- makes it seem like that's the actual symbiotes. Like if they were just goo piles, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because they, um, they they do I'm specifically that they're samples. Yeah, they do specifically use yeah. the term strain. Like this is the carnage strain mm-hmm. and the anti venom strain. So it, I assume they're just like clone tissue samples. But like you said, it is a little confusing yeah. when they just look like the full symbiotes. <laughs> yes. <Yeah>. So. <laughs> um. But they're just samples, and we're going to see Bren back. We're supposed to see Silence, and hopefully they fix all this scream nonsense, but we may even see Donna, but I, I don't know. Yeah, but, but uh, yes, uh, anyway. I hope. But yeah, so so basically Liz is essentially trying to turn symbiotes into a medicine, trying to, uh, he, using their healing properties to use them in medicine. And so uh, she already has anti-venom. So what, 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 what's, yeah, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> you know, for whatever, for whatever reason, yeah. okay. it, it's a little weird yeah. with that, but they're, so, yeah. uh, so the anti-venom, they're trying to combine it with this, with the, with the carnage to like tame the carnage. Why? Uh, I, Why would you do that? It's very strange. The reason, the reasons <laughs> they're doing it's, this. Look, it's, it's science. So random. It's science. It's so okay? random. Shut up. It's, it's science. science. <laughs> it's science. And they're using apes to test it out too. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, yeah. like why? Yeah. But yeah. Anyway. But yeah, then we get a we cut to uh, one of the guardsmen for Alchemax. I guess he does some mercenary work on the side. Um, he's mm-hmm. Mr. Jones. Uh, I think his first name is Max, I believe. But anyway, Something so, like that. So yeah, he's not really happy just working at Alchemax. It's a job. He's just in it for the money. And so someone is hiring him to steal the symbiote. So he's got a modified version of his guardsman armor and he's going to go steal the the symbiote to Alchemax. And then uh but then we cut to an Alchemax business meeting. Liz and Carlton Drake from the Life Foundation are in a meeting and he's trying to buy them out and she's not for he's sale. Like, hey, I'm still here guys. I'm still here. Yeah, yeah, Carlton's still there. Yeah. And, I remember the movies. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, so they, they were talking about some of the stuff they did in the venom book where he's like, Hey, remember you were helping me with symbiotes and kidnap a kid. So like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you were, uh, but yeah. And then, uh, Liz is talking about more of the symbiote stuff. She apparently took the symbiote, the anti venom carnage from the lab. She has it. But then Alchemist gets attacked by the Max Jones, or Cor- Corwin Jones. That that's his name. And yeah. so he's attacking the the guy from the Venom book, whatever he was called, with the, with the spear. And uh, oh, uh, yeah, I forget his name, but yes, yeah. But um, but yeah, and so they get into a big fight, and uh, Corwin Jones manages to get one up on him, and he gets into the building. Uh, and then uh. He starts killing some other guardsmen. Liz puts a Stanley into a safe room, 
But then Liz tries to go into the symbiotes, but Matt Corwin's already there. He steals all the Life Foundation symbiotes and Toxin. And then, just steals them all. Yeah, in the, in the ensuing explosion, Liz gets hurt. But then she also, the, the symbiote sample she was carrying gets bust open. And so essentially, the symbiote covers her, and she becomes misery. That's the end of the issue. Yeah. Yep. And we know that dude is going to bond with all those and become madness. Madness. It's going to yes. be interesting. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, I, Hybrid 2.0. I, I didn't hate it. I mean, yeah. No, I, I mean, I, here's yeah. the thing is that I really like the stuff with Liz. You know, she yeah. she's girl bossing at this company, but uh, I really like how they handled her character and her dealing with grief and loss. And I th- I thought yeah. everything with that was good. I, I I really enjoyed all the character work. I really liked the art. But the big thing that I don't like is that it's very vague about this symbiote. Why what they're trying to do with these symbiotes and like why they have these strains and it's 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 a little weird on that front. Like uh, like we talked about. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, I did also like uh, the part where she became misery, and then she's also thinking of like a flashback with Harry about you know trying to ignore the ignore the voices in his head, and she's trying to do the same. So yeah. I kind of there was a little bit of a connection there with her time with Harry. So, yeah, yeah, no, I, I, like I said, the character <coughs> yeah. work was really good. So. Yeah. So yeah, I, uh, I, my I, I was a de- de- decent first issue, I'd say. Yep. Uh, my only complaint about her and this this upcoming madness suit is they have hair. I don't like it. Well, th- it's weird like it. because on all the covers, she has just like normal red human hair. But then in right. in in this issue at the end, it shows her with like white and red symbiote hair, which looks good. Yeah, but, I don't know, man. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's is I. Yeah, I liked it a lot. And so uh, let's jump over to Red Goblin number three, and the other mm-hmm. part of Liz's family. Uh, so in the beginning, there's a flashback about. Uh, Norman and Normie, and this is this is evil Norman, and so he's he talked about the weird metaphor with three shoes for whatever reason. Yeah, like riding the subway to feel like a normal person. I, I don't yeah, know. It was a, it was a they, little weird. But uh, yeah. But yeah, anyway, we cut over to Red Goblin trying to get his dad from the Goblin goons, and so of course. The goblin starts freaking out. He started getting beat up pretty bad because he's not like letting the full rascal out. But then we see right, yeah. There's this there's this kind of cool scene of basically it's in Norman's me- it's in Normie's memories, and the, the symbiote is essentially talking to him as like a version of like an all red version of himself in his memories. He's like, oh, I want you to stay mm-hmm. out of my memories, but he's like, let me help you. I'm not a monster. I'm learning, and I'll you decide what I am. And so it's very much in line with symbiotes. And but I just thought it was a very cool scene of him, like it's like a mirrored reflection of him. And so, yeah. And so they decide to. He goes into quote unquote goblin mode. And so he goes into goblin full, mode. This full on using that goblin mode. So once again, his full red goblin look doesn't look anything like Norman's red goblin on the cover. No, it's nope. It's fine. No, no, it's fine. <laughs> see, I, I like the original look. I just don't like they're using the Norman look on the cover. Yeah, well, you know, they got to sell covers. That's how they sell. I guess so. But uh, yeah, he's yeah. like the symbiote pumpkin bombs, and so he starts tearing through these people. And Norman, re- uh, Normie, sort of realizes like I'm. I guess the symbiote's not the monster. I'm kind of the monster because I'm making him do it. Do this. 
And so essentially, yeah. just just before he like bites Phil Urich's he- head off, Norman actually stops him. He's like, "Hey, don't don't listen to the suit. You're killing them." And so he manages to just pick up his grandpa and get out of there. And so, yeah. And then now uh, did yeah. Mm-hmm. Um did did we ever get clarification if Phil Zombie is a symbiote person or not? Uh, no indication in the comic that he's symbiote related at all. Yeah, um, we got from CDCC that, or like one of those cons that 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 Phil is a symbiote zombie, and someone was saying he's a is a zombiote or something zombie, like yeah. what? Yeah, because there's well, they, they, no indication they said that he's that. a symbiote in the comic at all. Yeah, so, yeah, you know, I, I I'm I'm still not crazy about this red goblin stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm but with it's you. okay I'm, for I'm what with, it is. I'm with you there, and then the you the, know. We got a gold goblin book, we got a red goblin book, and we got a misery book about this whole little family. Can we just do one book called the called the Osborns or, or something? <laughs> exactly. Let's Go- keep it simple. Goblin right? family, but it's fine. I'm 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 sure it sells based off the covers alone for yeah. like the red goblin, which yeah, is then, fine. And then at the end of the issue, after dropping his pop pop off at the hospital, Normie has a little pop, en- pop. little encounter with a, another homeless person and her dog. And so it's always like, there's no bad dogs, only bad owners. It's sort of a metaphor with the symbiotes. And then uh, Phil Urich has a piece of clothing from Timothy Anders, which is one of uh, Normie's classmates. So he thinks that's the identity mm-hmm. of the Red Goblin. So it's to be continued. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Well, as we learned from Family Feud by Zeb Wells, sometimes you got to put the, the dog down either way, right? <laughs> So, so uh, Aaron, do you actually want to jump, uh, get us through Spider-Man 2099 Dark Genesis, number one and two? Yes, I will recap that real quick, and I do have to leave in a few minutes, yeah, but I th- will... Th- that's why I'm doing this. this of time, yes. so. Yeah, so, um, now, honestly, these books are out once a week for four or five weeks, so I'm, I'm, I'm really trying to save and read them all when they all come out. But I am skimming like the Venom and the Carnage stuff. Um, so uh, Carnage 2099 is a character that appeared in the previous Spider-Man 2099 series. I, I didn't really read that, but he's just a rich, evil dude, right? Um, and he's and y- you start this off with he's back in a corner because his company or whatever failed. So he said, hey... I don't have anything left, so I'm just going to bond with this evil version of our symbiote, uh, of our Venom symbiote sample. So it, it, it's not Carnage, and I know like the writers had, had said, hey, well, you know, all of the 2099 people weren't exact copies. They were, they were, um, you know, uh, they used certain word, but but this is not, this is not the Carnage symbiote. This is an inspiration of what Carnage like 2099 would be. So he bonds with this symbiote and 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 it it basically kills him instantly so now he's he's just carnage which is a venom symbiote that feeds on people's people's icky red stuff in their bodies i don't mean you know like you know off you know off of that stuff and from there it just goes on killing people and one of the people that it hurts is uh our previous venom venom's father and so um, that's where the first issue ends is we get uh, 
um, her last name's Bell, but um, she was the Venom from from like the series we had like a few years ago where she had had like the movie look. She didn't have a spider symbol, um, but they finally gave her a spider symbol in this one. And it's it's, you know, it's the classic Venom 29 symbol. So she looks like really good. It's just the she Venom with like the classic Venom like 29 nine symbol. And then the second issue starts and we get all of these new characters. We, we get like a, we get like a new a new spider woman. We get a new like a new um blade. um blade right but they're basically setting up a maximum carnage 299 with like all of these all of the all of these like new characters because we're going to get punisher and then we got this 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 green villain like i don't know who, who Hall- like this guy halloween is like jack or something i've never heard of him. halloween jack i've never heard of this guy but he's he's apparently like running the show while carnage just wants to you know kill people feed and spread more carnage so um it's so far it's 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 been fun i'm trying to read them all when they come out but i i like that we're seeing the older venom 29 night because all of the covers looked like it was like a a a dude just like a regular venom so i guess they said hey you know let's get the actual venom 29 from the previous series so that's nice so yeah it's it's been fun the uh, art is great uh, and I guess we're going to see where it ends up in the next three weeks. Yeah, I, I do really like the Carnage design. It's a, it's a fun twenty ninety nine edgy look. Yes, and fun fact: he's based off the original design of Venom. Mm-hmm. Venom, uh, you know, because um, I, I think he was originally designed by John Romita, and he said, "Hey, l- you know, like we should make like an alien like dinosaur thing where he has a tail and like all these spikes down his back." So that's where they got that uh, idea from, which is cool. So. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that, cool stuff. So, do you have to go now, or do, do you want to talk about either Moon Knight or Extreme Venomverse? Let me just say, Venomverse, it, it it's fun, but I think the only reason they're doing it is because if they want to make a Venomverse movie, like a a show or something, they can't use the old Venomverse because the old Venomverse was all Marvel heroes. So they said, eh, you know, we can't do that. So they said, hey, this time around, let's do actual original Venoms that people want to see. So well, I think nice that's a little bit of a conspiracy theory, yeah. but... <laughs> I think it is too, but, you know, I, I still enjoyed it. I got all, all of the variants. I loved Eddie Brock as Spider-Man, but you guys will get into that. Yeah, we will. Sorry? So thanks for being right, here, Sorry you had to jump out yeah, early, but yeah. Yep. All right, guys. Yep. Bye. Thanks for joining. Bye. 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 All right, guys. Bye. Okay. So uh, I guess we'll start with Venom and Moon Knight. So Moon Knight number twenty-three. Have you been reading the Moon Knight series at all? Uh, on and off, but I did pick up this issue because you know Venom was in it. Okay. Um, and I gotta say it, it was a fun read. I'm gonna I'm gonna assume that this issue was probably during when Dylan was on the run during the beginning issues of, you know, Al, Al Wing and Al Wing's run. Al Ewing, yeah. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, yeah. somewhere around that time before, he, <clears throat> probably before he gets like the codex upgrade and everything, so. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so all in all, I mean, the, yeah, like the art was great, uh, you know, and, you know, implies like, um, you know, Moon Knight or Mr. Knight, like he does, does he doesn't know Eddie, but he, you know, he, he, you know, gives Dylan a sanctuary, you know, because he's on the run and he's getting chased. So, you know, that was that was pretty good. Yeah. So basically, uh, I guess I'll just go over the issue. This uh, yeah. 
this one gang is after Dylan, the gang of super criminals. Uh, there's Eel, there's these other characters. They're D-list supervillains, so uh, they're these mercenaries. Yeah. And they're after Dylan. I think they've been hired by Life Foundation or Alchemax or something to get them. But, uh, and yeah, so Dylan came to Moon Knight for help, because Moon Knight helps the Travelers of the Night. That's what he does. So, yeah. And, uh, and yeah, so uh, Moon Knight sort of has some sympathy for Dylan, because he sees, like, flashbacks. He's like, you know, they've been on my ass since my dad died, and then they when they caught up with me, they, you know, they caged me and strapped me down, stuck needles in me, and, you know, Moon Knight's had some similar experiences with that. So he's like, hey, uh, you can yeah. count on me. And so he helps him. And uh, what, there's one thing I didn't really understand here, is that he talks about how, uh, he says, uh, Dylan says, my dad said if I could, uh, that I could trust you if I needed help. Uh, he said that that you knew what it's like. And so it's like, what? When has Eddie ever really interacted with Moon Knight? Why would why would he know him like that or tell Dylan to trust him? That was a little weird to me. Yeah, I, that yeah, because now that you're reminding me, yeah, because I'm like, when did when did they have a thing, a friendship going? You know, so yeah, like it's a little I, felt a little I, out I'm of place. To, but yeah, I'm trying to think if they've ever even really interacted. <clears throat> so I don't think so. But, yeah, I don't think no. But yeah, so then uh, the four villains burst into the the midnight mission, but uh. This might have been a little confusing to you, but the Midnight Mission mission is actually a haunted house, so that's why things start getting weird in there as soon as they go in. You're like, yeah, I, I was very confused what was going on. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think they did a great job yeah. of illustrating that for new readers, but it's literally just like a, a trippy haunted house as soon as you go in. It's just that like, Moon Knight sort of tamed it, but it is not very nice to uh, outsiders. So yeah, but then we get some, like I said, gorgeous art of Dylan, uh, Venom, and Moon Knight jumping into action, and like Moon Knight sort of, Moon Knight sort of like gave him teaching of like how, how to who to hit first, hit them hard. It is really cool, and so they just they tear these four villains apart, and then uh, Moon Knight does sort of say like, well uh. This is a teachable moment, but you're Venom, and like I was against like Mac Gargan Venom a few years back, and he was way tougher. It's just like these guys shouldn't have been a problem for you, and so he's like, okay. yeah. But yeah, he, he admits he's like, yes, but something's weird is going on. I'm catching weird frequencies that's sort of throwing us off because of the you know the symbiote and sound, and then that ties into Moon Knight's current book is that there was last issue with a guy like dealing with like. Hip, hypnotic sound and so he decides like okay well you can help me find him because if your symbiote can track this weird sound then let's go get him and so he, he does they lead him right to the villain but then it turns out this guy wants to be caught he's already called the police so Moon Knight can't get him but then at the end of the day uh, sort of shakes Dylan's hand and uh, lets him go off and so it's it's a very nice one and done guest issue. It's a t classic team up between you know Venom and Moon Knight with Dylan as Venom, and I thought it was very enjoyable. And I'm sure uh, our former co-host Orion had a kick out of this issue. Oh, oh so. yeah, oh yeah, and just yeah. So not only was the art gorgeous, as I said, but for me, this is kind of like you know how Dylan in the in the main Venom series, it's it's been sort of like. Eh, kind of too edgy, and it's like I don't really—it's not really what we want. This is sort yeah. of exactly what I wanted out of Dylan Venom. He—he's a little bit more inexperienced. He's trying his best. 
you know, he's being mentored by, it's just, I really enjoyed this. And so this is way more what I've wanted out of Dylan Venom. Yeah. This, this was, gives us a better, you know, a better understanding that, you know, he could still learn and it's just, you know, it takes, you know, steps as he goes. Yeah. But this, yeah, overall, like this issue was, was really good. It was really, it was really like a really enjoyable one. So, yeah. Yeah. So even if you're not picking up the Moon Knight series, I, I am. I would absolutely recommend this issue, just like like you, Carlos, who's you're not picking up the Moon Knight, but you picked up this issue. So, if you want a fun Venom one shot, this is t- totally worth it. Yeah, yep, yeah. So now let's jump into the the highlight, I guess that you would say of, of Summer of Symbiotes, Extreme Venomverse. So we got three different stories here. We have uh, Spider Man or Spider Man Eddie. We have yep. the Venom family, and then Samurai Venom. Samurai Venom, yeah, yeah. So, um, I'm, I'll just start off by saying, like, the, I will say, like, you know, it's been a while. I, as one of the few people, I actually really did enjoy the 2017 one. Um, and in terms of the Venomized one, not so much. Are you talking um, about the original Venomverse, you mean? The yeah, original Venomverse in 2017, yeah. Uh, for this, like. I was really, you know, the art, all three stories, the artwork was great. Uh, and, you know, it was very cool to see a different take on the origin story for Eddie, except it was, it's kind of the same, but it gives a slight different twist. So yeah. if, if you want to elaborate more, go ahead. Yeah, of course. So this starts off right in the, in the bell tower, the literally the original pages from web of Spider-Man yep. number one, where he loses yep. the symbiote. And so it's the symbiote where it 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 leaves him as the bell symbiote, and then there's the whole thing about symbiosis is a two way two way street. The symbiotes learn to feel, but instead of going back to save Peter, it leaves him there for the bell just to turn his brains to mush, and Peter dies. Peter straight and up dies. dies. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't I wasn't really expecting that to happen. But this yeah. this is even though it's an Eddie Spider Man, this is basically a, a short what if story. Like, what if the symbiote didn't go back and save Peter? And so the symbiote basically feels immediate regret for what it's done because you know in the original story it still cared about Peter. It had, had feelings from him, and and then it, it saved and it saved him. Yeah, yeah. And so, but yeah. now. It's it made the mistake of letting him die, and it feels immediate regret, and it it doesn't know what to do. So basically, the symbiote, because Peter Parker had Uncle Ben, and now the symbiote has Peter Parker. So the Peter Parker is the symbiote's Uncle Ben now. It, it was this grave mistake he made, and so it now wants to make up for that. It's guilty. And of yeah. course, who does it find in the church? Eddie Brock. Eddie Brock, as usual. And so basically... It bonds with Eddie, and they become Spider-Man because essentially or the new Spider-Man, the new yep. Spider-Man, because yep. essentially the symbiote has now taken these feelings of Peter Parker and wanting to do better, and it is now forced those feelings onto Eddie. So now Eddie wants to be Spider-Man now because the symbiote wants to be Spider-Man, and so it's yeah, he's talking about how it inf- influences influences him. His thoughts sort of blend with it all the time, striving to save people to make up for what it did. Save everybody. Except, yeah, I mean, he, it's, it's very, it's, again, it's an interesting take, you know, I mean, I never thought we would get a story like this, but it's not like, you know, if, if the roles were reversed, if, you know, because, I mean, we did have the what if where Peter becomes the new Venom, so we had that story, 
that was a pretty interesting take. But now we have this one where Eddie, he's the he's the new Spider-Man and he is doing what Peter would usually do. But, you know, and it's, it's kind of odd. It's very weird seeing him actually doing the flipping instead of the, the hand patch <laughs> yeah. web shooters. So that was kind of hard to get used to seeing that. Um, and then, you know, he, he, he runs into Doc Ock and, you know, and he's still having those struggles of controlling the symbiote because, again, you know, Doc Ock quickly figured out, oh, he's weak to sonic sounds. And, you know, it's it was like... And then what? He threw a, a brick at his head. Yeah, because yeah. it's yeah. it's the one time at, like when he's when the symbiote sort of falling off of him because of the Sonics. Uh, yeah. He's like Eddie Brock realizes his thoughts are now totally his own for the first time in a long time. And so oh, Eddie yeah. Brock, yeah. being Eddie Brock, he's like, I'm just going to chuck a brick at his head as hard as I can. <laughs> and so, so yeah. but yeah, and uh, but yeah, Eddie Brock realizes like Eddie Brock realizes he's not a good guy. He knows that. But the symbiote makes him a better guy, and that's who he wants to be. He's like, it doesn't matter where the good part of me comes from. If it's coming from the symbiote, I'm okay with that. I just want to be Spider-Man with the symbiote. And so they beat up Doc Ock, and uh, and yeah, and they save the day. And then who comes out of a portal suddenly to recruit him? Da, 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 da. It's Anne Wang, Agent Venom. Yes, so to be continued in the death of Venomverse. But... And I'm guessing it's the same Anne from the... Venom Beyond, Beyond. yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. I don't know who else it would be. So, but no, this was just a fan, fantastic story. I loved this one. Paulo Sakura's art, oh. incredible. Oh, like the design, great. Yeah, and then just, yep. I just love the concept of the symbiote because in the original story, Venom and Eddie, or the symbiote and Eddie, bond over this mutual hatred of Spider-Man, right? Yeah, but in this. They bond over a mutual feeling of forgiveness because the symbiote seeks forgiveness for what it has done, and Eddie is seeking forgiveness for what he's about to do. What he's about to shoot himself in the head, commit suicide. Yeah. So it, yep. it it's such a cool take on it, and Eddie. And the thing is, Eddie doesn't have Spider-Man to blame anymore because Spider-Man's dead. So, like, he just has to become a hero because the symbiote wants to be a hero, and it, it's just such a yeah. cool idea. I loved everything about this, like. In, like you said, even though I, I do enjoy the original Venomverse somewhat, like, but it was just a little disappointing compared to what we were advertised. Remember, with all those Venoms we didn't get that from the ones we knew. Yeah, yeah, I was kind of disappointed we never got uh, Venom Punisher appearing in the yeah. final cut. So. Yeah, but but then this is exactly what I want. This is an Eddie Brock, a new cool take on him and the symbiote, and it's just it's just very cool. So. That's the first yeah, story. Yeah, it was a really good. Very good. Yeah, and then uh, we jump into the Venom family <laughs> story, where I guess uh, all th- all three members of the Brock family, and Dylan and Eddie, all have the Venom symbiote as part of them. So uh, I, guess Dil- I guess Dylan apparently had a, a freak out with the symbiote, and he burst out of the building. He woke up in a car with a, a, another little girl that found him, Leah. And then uh, he start his anger starts getting the best of him. And of course, the symbiote freaks out. I know Dylan is struggling to control it, and then Eddie comes out of nowhere and he punches Son in the face as well. And then, yeah, so they're having their fight, and uh, but also too, yeah, because Anne, Anne also in that universe exists, and I think she was also blaming herself. Yeah, she's like, of, oh, she, yeah, she's yeah. Like, oh, I'm a horrible mother. This is all my fault. Like I've done bad things with the symbiote, so now Dylan's doing bad things, and so she's like constant re- feeling regret. Especially as her her son and her husband are fighting, and yeah. uh, 
Yeah, so she's trying to help Leah, and Leah's saying, like, Leah's trying to, like, just get out of here, lady, but Anne is sort of having to realize this moment. She's like, I'm still here, even if I'm terrified. I'm, maybe I'm not a bad mother. Like, I, like that's what makes us stronger, blah, blah, blah. So inspirational speech, and she becomes she-venom, and she kicks her son in the face. But I did notice that, I don't know if you saw that panel where she becomes she-venom for, like, one or two panels. She has high yeah. heels as she <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. And then I guess at the end, I think uh, they, uh, I guess the, the whole Brock family in that universe also befriends, uh, what was her name again? Leah. Uh, this, this Leah. Yeah. yeah. This little homeless yeah. girl they befriend and they all sort of finally get control over the symbiote. And uh, yeah, they decide they're going to train their powers together, and that's that's the end. So it's a it's a nice sort of yeah. family symbiote dynamic that we, we've never seen before. It's a, a cool little story. Where all three of the, I guess they're just sharing the Venom symbiote in yep. three parts. I would assume. I so. guess so. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. And then uh, we have uh, Samurai Venom is the last story, and uh, we got this new character Takamoto, and uh, he basically became Venom after finding this mysterious sword that the sword symbiote. that I guess has the Venom symbiote bonded to it so yeah. and then he becomes Samurai Venom so yeah. and it's sort of like a cyberpunk dystopian future <laughs> sort of book, book and so I guess this evil company is trying to get the symbiote now and then uh, so he Takamoto is on the run and then a future version a, fu- a weird future tech scorpion is after him and uh, they're kind of tearing through the families on the train to get to Takamoto. And he's like, insult. And then Takamoto, obviously, he venoms up and he like pulls out his sword. And he jumps into action. Sword. It's, uh, and so, yeah, he's having trouble controlling the symbiote, though. And uh, so he's worried about hurting people because he feels the rage. And doubting, yeah, he's doubting himself if he can, you know, be whatever this new force of power he found, right? So, yeah. Anyway, um, they, they put the civilians into the front of the train as the. It's like there's a, a vulture guy who sort of starts attacking too, and so Venom's holding them off. He sort of lets the symbiote go nuts, and like he manages to get the train to safety, and I guess he manages to survive in the explosion. And after weeks later, he sort of after beating those guys, he's gonna go find out at Oscorp. But then, of course, like once again, Agent And comes over and says, "Hey, uh, I need you to help me in my fight." Need, and so, yep. but he sees that she's in control of her symbiote. He's like, "I could learn from you." So yeah, sure, let's go. And that's the end of that. So yeah, again, it was again another decent story. Uh, I I really do like Takamoto's Samurai Venom design a lot. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Again, art is ours different. Um, and yeah, I mean, again, it's just another cool thing that they're setting up, you know, so they're, you know, and this is just the first issue. And then like what we have uh, five more issues or four. Or how many more four, do we got? For issue? I think it's, it's a five issue, five issue miniseries. So, okay. Yeah. yeah so the, the last story is probably the one I was most disappointed with. Like, not that it was bad. I just thought it was kind of generic. It's like, oh, can't control the symbiote. Oh, learn, like, let, let it loose to beat the bad guys and save everyone. It was just it was it was a, a neat setting, but it was just a kind of generic plot. But generic, yeah, like we usually see, yeah. Yeah, just compared to the first two. I really like the first two stories and this one just fell a little short, but it's still enjoyable. And so yeah, and the last issue we have to talk about is the free comic book day issue. Now, there's not a whole lot to talk about for this one. Yeah, I'm just gonna go ahead and say that I, 
I was kind of a little let down for Venom's free comic book day issue. Like nothing really happened. We didn't, I mean, we got like this, uh, like a flashback to like the 1940s during think the second world war. Um, and it's just talking about this new villain that they're setting up essentially for, for Dylan Venom, Venom to deal with in the current Venom run. So, and I, we only got like one panel where we see him fight, uh, this new character. I forgot his name already. Well, it, uh, it, that's the thing, though. It's not a new character. It's an old character. It's Flexo. Oh, Flexo. So, so this okay. this is a character from, I want to say, the 1940s. This is like, let's see, Flexo <laughs> first appearance. Uh, so, yeah, this is uh, Flexo the Rubber Man. First, he first appeared in Mystic Comics number one, January 1940. So this is a very old character, I think. And the only other time he's really been used, he was used in like a Marvel Zombies sort of book where he was like a team fighting the zombies. He's just, he's, he's just a robot guy. He's just a robot. And now, according to the story, he is not just a robot. Because essentially, this story retcons it so that... Flexo's now a symbiote. He is a symbiote that has been on Earth. He crashed to Earth in a meteorite, and they used the liquid substance that came from this meteorite, you know, like Spider-Man 3, and they used it to make this robot. (laughs) And so it's all... all, I do like that they mentioned, like, well, it it was kind of just like this this liquefied goo was kind of weird, but then I accidentally bled into it. Like, I dropped some blood on it accidentally, and it sort of came alive. And so they mentioned, like, it's, don't worry, it doesn't feed on blood specifically, it's the adrenaline in the blood, or more specifically, the phenylthylamine, which, as we know from Venom the Hunger and the Venom movie, that's what feeds the symbiote for in chocolate and brains. So, brains, I, yeah. So I, I do really like that. This is the first time they've mentioned that in the comics for a long time. So it is nice to see that acknowledgement that, so yeah, symbiote feeds on adrenaline. That's what it does. And so... And just where 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 specifically to get that adrenaline, but uh, and then uh, they sort of because in the original comic, the 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 Flexo the Rubber Man he just like he d- uses all his super stretchy uh, powers and he, he beats the Nazis or whatever he, he saves the day from the villains, and then at the end of the issue he just releases this gas from his body and knocks them out. But when the guy in this comic, when the, he asks, oh, yeah, what happened? And they're like, uh, and then it shows the symbiote turning full symbiote and eating these guys. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, yeah, it totally just released some toxic gas. So <laughs> they just totally retconned the original story and just had them lie about what happened. <laughs> Essentially, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. so yeah. And then, uh, um, and then yeah. it teases that Flexo is going to meet Venom in the present and they're going to. I guess fight. So, and I, as we saw in the original, in the last year's free comic day, we also saw Flexo is going to be part of Dylan's team against the Eddies, the Kings in Black. Yeah, well, see, I, I, that's the thing though. Like, I didn't even realize he was in that panel yeah, until you mentioned that. One small background character you barely see, and and now we're kind of seeing what you know what's coming to to pass now because we do see. I think from last year's free comic book day, we did see the huge Venom eyes, which was the hand. Yep, the eventuality. Uh, which was the the, yeah, the eventuality, which was, you know, we know as the eventual Eddie. Um, and then we're going to have Team Dylan versus Team Eddie. Yep. So we're 
going to get that at some point. It's and again, I'll say this again. I swear, if that person with the sword uh, is Lee, oh, um, no. I, I, really <laughs> I, I can't. I hope Flash, uh, if it is Lee, I hope Flash just kills him <laughs> again. <laughs> I hope. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we don't, we don't <laughs> want Lee back. Uh, but yeah, it was, but overall, uh, as a free comic book day issue, I thought it was kind of disappointing. Just like, it's just backstory about this character I don't care about. Do we need another symbiote in that was in the past before already? And again, we only get one panel with Venom fighting him, Flexo. Yeah, so, and, like, and, uh, and plus, the whole point of a free comic book day issue is to advertise to new readers to try to get them to buy more issues, right? Would like If you were a new reader and you read this, would this make you buy Venom? <laughs> no, no, it it has not. It uh, barely shows you anything about what's going on in the current book. It's not new. Well, what, what Marvel, what Marvel needs to do, and this kind of still annoys me. I'm, I'm, I don't think he should be sharing a book with Spider-Man. Just give him his own free comic book day issue. Uh, it, it, not, I mean, Spider-Man could have his own, but like, I would, I would prefer Venom just have his own. Uh, but it, you know, well, the thing, I don't think they're ever going to do that because Spider-Man's always going to have his uh, own. And Marvel usually does two or three issues, so they have the Avengers slash X-Men one, they have the Spider-Man slash Venom, and then they have the vo- Marvel voices. That's typically what they do. So, yeah. I, I don't think they want to yeah. waste more money making another separate <sighs> book that's longer. They they they, they want to do these short half stories. So, yeah, that's, that's just yeah. sort of the business. Yeah. But yeah, like I said, I just think this was not a great advertisement for new readers for the Venom book. Yeah, no, no way. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, so that is that's all our books for this month. And uh, you know this. So, wh- how do you feel about the start of the Summer of Symbiotes so far? Uh, it's so far it's off to a good start. I mean, yeah. uh, we have more to look forward to. Again, Carnage Range has just started, and I'm looking. I'm looking forward to more stories for the extreme Venomverse and then the eventual death of Venomverse, which I don't know how, you know, how that's going to turn out, but it's going to be a, it's going to be a bloodbath. That's for sure. <laughs> so, no, I, I, like you said, I, I think this has been a great start. Like carnage reigns. I, I wasn't really expecting much because I, I don't really care about miles's book that much, but I was impressed. I was very impressed in seeing Scorpion and how it, it was fun seeing him interact with Cletus, you know, and then the misery stuff. I, I, I didn't expect all that character work with Liz and dealing with her, her issues and grieving and just, yeah. And then a lot, lot of good stuff in extreme Venomverse. Obviously I think great start, great start to that series. Uh, and it makes me excited for the future of it. So, uh, so yeah, uh, that's sort of, we've reached the end of our podcast, I guess. So I'm Tyler and, uh, this is joined by one of my co-hosts. What well, we lost one, but, uh, uh yeah, I had, to, I had to go to a birthday party. <laughs> yeah, that shows you what he really values. He doesn't care about Venom at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, but again, uh, again to all our loyal listeners, again, uh, we're still trying to get episodes out as soon as we can. I, again, you know, life happens, and you know, we're try we try to cover as much Venom content as we can yeah, look, as the books look, come out. We got this in a much more timely manner than last time. Okay, we're we're gonna be keeping this oh, yeah. up. Okay, I promise. So, uh, so again, for those, uh, you could always catch us on our Twitter pages. Uh, 
Podbean, Spotify, and Apple Music. You know, if you guys want to check out our other previous episodes. So, yep. And uh, thank you for saying that because I totally forgot. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. So anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, this is uh, your your host Tyler, and this is We Are Venomaniacs.